Hey, Dylan, I sure like to talk about the fun and exciting things that have happened this offseason, but there sure hasn't been much other than Michael Stone announcing his retirement. That sucks. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast. We're going to get into it. Well, Chris, it's too bad Michael Stone's no longer uh, our seventh defenseman. We're sure going to miss that, you know, point point bomb and uh, really just striking fear into defenders' uh, defenders' eyes all the time. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know what i I'm I'm one of the I guess select few. I, I believe you are as well. I, I've been a huge Michael Stone fan just because I like the way he plays defense. Um, doesn't pretend to be a, a you know, a, a winger or, or it's not, he's never caught behind the opposing team's net and, you know, things like that. I, That's I exactly what he's sound. supposed to do. Right. Play defense. It's amazing. Um, which is what you want out of your seventh D. I mean, as much as I say, I like my D, D defenders to play defense, which I really do. I also like, you know, when guys who are fast enough to get back can, you know, they're allowed to rush in every once in a while, as long as they're not always back and always caught. Like some oh, guys right. are like, like an Eric Carlson or something like that. That's too much for me. But with your yeah. seventh defenseman, all you need is Michael Stone, a guy who's going to stay right. at the point, play defense, get the puck, shoot the puck. Fucking that's, right. that, that's all you need from your seventh defenseman. And I actually... I find it funny that you say you're one of the select few because I don't think so. I think it's like one of the points that I've talked about all off season or for even for a couple seasons now with the least discourse is, you know, people just like stone as long as he's not playing too much. They like, yeah, stone. that's the thing, right? It's what, what's there to dislike? I mean, he, he plays, 10, 15 games a season. Yeah. You know, you know if, if people are hating on him, then then they, they just don't clearly know what's going on. It's, it's he's one of those guys, he's just an absolute professional. Um like I, I think I told you uh in, in the uh flame sub chat there that I ran into him at barbecues galore on the weekend. Yeah. Um and and I tell you what, I if he would have just given me the story, I could have I could have been breaking the news, but no, he just told me we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Right. I'm like, man, we'd, we'd like to have you there. I, I would, I'd rather watch you there than, than Shillington trying to Bambi his way up the ice. And, and he laughed and, and he, and he says, yeah. yeah, you know, you just never know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, a couple of days later, he fucking retires. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm not going to lie. I think we've been talking about it for a couple of years now. You know, the joke has always been, you know, Stone's going to sign with a week left in, in the off season or, or with like a month left in the off season or whatever. He's, he's always like one of the last moves that they make, but that, that whole time, I think last season and maybe even the season before we were talking about, like eventually he's going to retire and do exactly what he's doing which is 
player development, defensive development, which I think is a great move for him, right? Yeah. It, you know, he, if, if you want to learn how to play defense, why not learn it from somebody that is really good at it? You know, I, I think he'll do well teaching teaching the younger people coming in. I mean, not that he'll have a lot to uh, teach, I guess, this year. But, I mean, anybody coming up through the system, I think uh, I, I think he, he's the guy, right? You know, one of our you know, our second-round draft pick. You know, set him up with Stone and, and get him get – him, uh, teach him how to figure out the game, right? Yeah. And, and, like, honestly, I think, you know, we'll get into our draft – in, in a little bit, but I think this more uh, Sam Marin or sorry, Etienne Marin kid and um, you know, Jeremy Poirier, both of those guys, they could really use some, um, you know, defensive help. Uh, I think more in a little bit less than Poirier, but, um, yeah. and even the guys who don't like even the Jan Kuznetsov and uh, Ilya Solovyov and, um, yeah. You know, so, so some of the other guys coming up, um, you know, they, they may never make the NHL or, or whatever, but I do think that having Stone around, and one thing I think is really, 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 really underrated about what he can help with is the attitude it takes to be able to sit in the press box for however long, stay in shape, have a good attitude, get back out there and have it be like you never skipped a game, right? I don't expect to see that from like anybody else ever because Stone is like the only person I can remember who's actually legitimately good at that, um, especially for extended sits, right? Um, but uh, you I know think that that that's was, an important that thing impressive. to have young kids, you know, learn and realize is if you're going to sit, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a learning experience. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can use that time to your advantage. And a guy like Michael stone in your development staff can really help make sure the guys know that. You know, for sure, for sure. And that's been one of the things that has been so impressive about, stone over the last you know two three seasons is how much he's sat and then he just picks up right where he left off like he like he had been playing the whole time and he almost Coming. always like scores a goal in the first game back yeah. like yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah it's super impressive and you know he'll he'll be missed i think but you know we, we've got we've got some kids that need need a chance to play so you know, it, it is what it is. He's he's played his career, and and you know, I I wish him nothing but success in the in the front office. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can get into uh, free agency a little bit. We haven't really done all that much, but uh, it the, no the stone replacement. It looks like is going to be Jordan Osterley, who we signed right. for. I believe it's just over um, league minimum. And that's what he is. You know, he's a six, seven. He he could be a six, probably a little bit better, you know, more consistent than stone can, which is nice, but mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, it was just um, just a one year, right? But he, he is. I mean, he's thirty one years old. He's only a year younger than Stone. Yeah, but I I mean, as far as um, his body's less broken down just because of you know Stone. I really do think that that uh, blood clot is hard on him. It was really hard on him, and I don't think that. I think that he just gets sketched out because one cut and you could be fucked. You know what I mean? And it's not like you're I not going to bleed playing hockey. <laughs> I, I understand that as someone that uh, diagnosed with a blood clot in February, I, I understand that mindset. Yeah. That's why it's been uh, super hard even being at the baseball diamond, right? You just, you don't want the adrenaline to get pumping, go, you know, going too fast and stuff like that. Exactly. I'm still waiting on my follow-up, so. But yeah, no, I get that mindset. I mean, it, 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 I mean, being his was obviously pretty severe. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can see where it, it would give him a new appreciation for life, you know, not that he wasn't a good father or anything like that, but, it, you know, I would imagine it brought him closer to his family. And, and, uh, you know, we know that they're super, uh, super important in his, in his world, right? And I believe his wife is from Calgary. Yes. Um, and so like, they've been, they've effectively been living here for like 15 years. Right. Yeah. Cause he was um, the captain of the hitman way back in the day too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Played for the hitman and then obviously, uh, went, went to Phoenix for a bit. Um, but yeah, so I, he's, he's going to be around for a long time. I, I feel in, in that position, it's, it's something I think he, he's going to enjoy teaching, um, and and seeing results from players, I I get the sense that he's that type of person. I see him eventually, and like this is down the road. This is you know four, five, six years down the road. I see him eventually like being the defense coach. Yeah, I can see that. Not for sure. That. It's I mean, not like a prediction. It's just something I could see happening. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if one day they're like, "Oh, Michael Stones are." Or defense coach, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I mean, and he's still young, right? He's only thirty-two years old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I think he still has lots to offer the game. Just unfortunately, won't be with a jersey on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I mean, um, we let Phillips go, which I know is causing all sorts of fucking bullshit in the in the fan base, and like, I couldn't care less you couldn't care less i'm pretty sure right like, yeah i mean i'll be honest i'm just glad it's over yeah you know i i, I wish him all the best in in washington exactly there's there's not much for, for us to say he's yeah. that we haven't said before on the podcast a hundred times so it's what it is was he given um, was he given the proper uh chance probably not did you deserve a proper chance probably not like, nah what did he come to is. five six camps didn't do shit yeah exactly he, and even yeah. last in last year's camp he was very underwhelming so very underwhelming got, and then he played what two games with his he sat for seven played two i mean there's a reason right people yeah. blame sutter for it but sutter knows sutter knew i mean you know, if he cracks the lineup, great. I don't in, in agree Washington. with a whole bunch of 
the th- the decisions Souther made this year, I think that he kind of lost his mind at some point this year. But yeah. he does know hockey, and he does know what can translate for the most part. And that's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Besides Phillips, so we lost Phillips, but we uh, re-signed today. We re-signed or we signed a handful of uh, of guys I've never heard of, which just uh, and Alex Gallant, who was I believe the captain of the Stockton Heat a couple years ago, and right. he came back because he took the year off of being he wasn't a Wrangler. So he came yeah, back, and then there was a couple other guys with... I've never heard of, just AHL guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but one thing I am to... happy about is we kept Martin Pospisil and Dryden Hunt. Um, right. Not that I you know, don't have huge aspirations for them. I think Dryden Hunt could be a, a 13th forward, NHL level forward if, if he needed to be. But... Uh, those, all of these are, you know, we got Brady Lyle, Colton Pullman re-signed. Like, it, all the Flames did is fill out their AHL roster and, and sign a seventh defenseman because that's Which, all they have money to do. That's all they have money to do, but it also means, in, in my opinion, that that there's some players on the Wranglers from last year that are going to get a legitimate chance at camp. So, you know, that's good that they're, they're, they're preemptively – filling those roles now and you know so to me i i think you know guys like like uh zari and, and those guys they should be getting excited in for for the possibility of actually making the team next year mm-hmm. i i 100 percent agree and like it's not it shouldn't be just given i mean i think peltier has has earned it but again if he yeah. has a poor a poor camp then he has unearned it right that's just how it is but I do think yeah. that um, a few of these guys are are deserving of a of a spot as it stands, as long as they have a good camp. Um, yeah. I thought Zari was the best the best forward out of all of our forwards in in camp last year. I actually yeah. still think that. Yeah, he was pretty good at camp, and I think it was he was just coming off that that pretty much year long injury, right? So I understand why they didn't uh, bring him up. Um, I, I think Peltier personally, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be bad at camp, but I, I think he, he deserves a longer leash because he's proven that he can play at this level. So I, I think agree. Yeah. Yep. That, that he, he, if in my opinion, he, he makes a team without question. Um, you know, I mean, unless he, unless something really drastic happens, but I, I don't foresee that. I think he, I think he's going to want to fight for that spot even more now. Now that he's had a taste of it, I agree. I I don't first like when when I say if he has a poor showing and can't like he has to have a really bad camp, a really yeah. bad camp to not really bad. Um, because I like I already think he's better than a lot of the forwards. We like I think he's better than Mangiapane. He's probably on par with Dubé. Like he's he's a he's a decent NHL forward already. He just yeah needs a little bit of confidence is all. And That's right, and play. I, I think I think he's gonna get get all all that this year. I think he's gonna yeah have a have a good season. Him and him and Huberto obviously have a you know a pretty good friendship. You know with the with the language uh, situation, right? So I think yeah. 
I, I think all all the the stars are going to align for Pelche. I think he's he's going to now become a full time NHLer. Me too, and I'm excited for it. I'm I'm not going to make the same prediction for Zari or for uh, well, Doer is going to be. I think. Yeah, but I, but for Zari, yeah, I'm mean, not going to make that same prediction. I think they could keep him in in the minors or have him be like a guy who's up for five six games and then down for a couple and up for five six games and down. You know, just like he's mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. could be a tweener just so he gets the playing time and the experience and the playing time and the experience. Really, it depends on Backland and and Lindholm and and our defensive depth, right? Or sorry, our our. Uh, Center depth. Center, center depth. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, Dewar and is, is going to, we've, we gave him that two year ex- re signing or extension last, at the near the end of last year. It was uh, the, of- the first thing Connery did. No, it was right before, uh, right before Tree Living left, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. So, another or Connery years. did it. I can't remember. But I think it was only one year. I could be wrong. Wrong. No, uh, two two years. Okay. Eight good. eight 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 twenty five uh, times times two. I you know honestly like I'm not saying that That's I it. want want them to do this, but if they had signed him to like one point one one point two one point two five, I would have been just fine with it. like. 100%. When he played, he played well. I think he had one or two like subpar games and then like a whole whack load of really good games um yeah absolutely. i mean <laughs> i mean he 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 absolutely drove the fourth line when he when he was on that line it was, it Hathaway. It was really fun to watch yeah i yeah. mean he he only played 27 games but he ended up with 11 points right seven goals four assists so no, I, I so uh, what does that prorate out to like fucking 35 points or something like that? Um, would that be 30, 33 points for the for a fourth liner? That's perfect, yeah, probably closer to 26, 27, but still, yeah, not bad for your first first stint of it, right? Yeah, and he showed some pretty good dangles too. He did actually, he he. He showed a lot of a lot of character when it when it came to how he how he saw the ice and how he was able to get around defenders. I was I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw. I really didn't think he had that in him. You know, the first after the first like maybe two three games, I was like, oh shit, doers for real. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like. He would be that type of guy who like just fits on the fourth line, but then if you have an injury, you'd have absolutely no problem moving him up. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. 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 I um, agree. If he ends up on the third, I'm not going to be angry. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into the draft a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. The whole draft, I'm not going to lie, uh, anyone I've talked to about the draft would know this, but I was hoping and praying that Gabe Perot would fall to us. And it turns out that Gabe Perot fell way past us. <laughs> right. um, and I feel like the reason uh, 
I, I feel like the reason we didn't take them take him is because he's American. But he he like actually he would have been my pick hands down. I like whatever he's American. I don't give a fuck. I would have taken him anyways. But um, so I was a little frustrated when the draft first when the first day of the draft first happened. I was frustrated until like a couple hours afterwards after I had actually looked into Sam Honzek, which is who we took with the 16th overall pick um, and looked further into him. And I actually am not upset at all. No, you know what? Um, when when I was looking at it um, leading up to the draft, he was one of the guys that I had on my, um, in my top 10 of who I thought would fall in that position around the 16th mark. Honzek? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and when when uh, you know obviously as players start you know I'm crossing guys off on my on my on my sheet and there was uh, I think I had three guys left by the time it was all said and done and and uh, I kind of made a uh, took part in that hockey podcast uh, network uh, live for the draft and and Hansek yeah, that, that was fun. the guy that I that I said that I thought would be the 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 pick and so I was super excited that. Uh, that I was right on it. And nice. you know, everything that I was reading about him leading up to, like, I think he's like, I think he's going to be a, a quick study in the, in the A and he's going to make his way to the NHL pretty quickly. Personally. Do you think, do you think it'll be like a one year, two year thing or like just, a, just one year or like later this one year? For sure. No one for sure. Yeah. Um, um, maybe two, I can't see it. Um, uh, I really don't think it'll be past that. Okay. Um, I don't think he's actually playing in the a- AHL this year because they've been saying he's going to be the Vancouver Giants captain next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He only played the one season with them so far and picked up 56 points in 43 games. Yeah. And that was playing through an injury too for, for quite a bit of it. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, learning a new language. <laughs> Right. Which he seems to be pretty impressive at. Um, He's doing good. Yeah, so I, I ended up doing a bunch of research, obviously, as one would uh, after after he got drafted. And uh, I'd noticed that he's, he's already elite in tight as far as uh, offensively he's already elite in tight. He, he can drive the net really well. He's pretty good at protecting the puck. He's really good at rebounds and he's really good at, at um, raising the puck, even with one hand on the stick, even on his backhand in tight, uh, which is very impressive for a kid, his age. Um, Yeah. And, and and he's tenacious on the puck too in the corners, right? He he's a good battler. Um, he he looks like he knows how to use his body against uh, people that are equal and you know potentially larger than him. So, which is a skill no, a lot of guys need don't have even when they're bigger, like Monahan, Hannafin. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was one. That was always one of my biggest knocks with with Monahan. You know, he's a big kid. But he just played such a soft game, and and you know I I think would have been great in the East, but for for you know the Western Division, you know it's supposed to be a little more hard nose, and and 
I just didn't see it in him. I mean, obviously he did very well for us and, you know, but I just didn't like it when, when he went into the corners because he very rarely came out with the puck. Yeah. I feel like Honzek is going to be good at that because he already is good at that given he's playing against kids. Yeah. Um, He has played a professional season or ha- about half of a professional season, I believe, in Slovakia. Um, yeah. Yeah, 49 games. Yeah, he got 14 points in 49 games. But at the time, he was 17. So that's, you know, fairly impressive. Um, yeah. So I don't hate the pick. And in fact, I quite like it. I uh, still would have rather go with Gabe Perot, but I'm not going to be fucking pissy about it. Why, you know. Uh, it's, you know, and honestly, once you start getting past the, the 10 mark or the, even the 15 mark, you know, it's it's it can be a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, even even the top three is often a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't doesn't appear that it was this year, but I mean, you no. never know. No. You know, time will tell for all of them. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I'm just real quick. Hanzek is really he's got he's got good feet. To begin with, what I've noticed because I watched kind of a, a draft breakdown video, uh, a couple of them um, with pros and cons, and I was watching and even kind of noticing myself before they even got up to this point in the video. Um, he tries really hard on defense, which is great, and he's good at it when he's in position. Um, the thing is, he's, he's got really fast first two strides kind of explosive and then he just kind of slows down to a halt almost um so that's got to be worked on but that's something like you know that's something that can be learned that's you know and from what i hear he's a really good leader like like i said they're going to make him the the captain Mm -hmm. of of the giants in his second you know he's only been in canada for half a year you know that's impressive That is impressive. Yeah, yeah, that that shows the type of quality that you're looking for, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like Craig it was really driving that um, size that type of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the the leadership quality and size. Thank God, you know, we didn't draft anybody smaller than six feet. We haven't done that in years. Uh, we drafted one, which we'll get into next. Yeah. Uh, well, do you just want to move on to our second round pick? Sure. Oh, oh, it actually says he's six one now because it said he was five ten last time I looked at uh, on draft day when I looked. It said he was five ten. So these yeah, kids I was do. Looking at him, on, he was he was. I I have him listed as as six feet, or I'm not I, but uh, hockey DB has him listed as six feet, and so does Sportsnet. Okay. Well, I was looking and I did notice he was 5'10, but guys grow and that's good. Maybe it was just an older uh older card I was looking at, but whatever. Um so we have a bigger guy than I thought, which is good. I have absolutely no problems with this pick. In fact, I think I think it's a steal of a pick. Um what do you think? I you know what? I mean it's it's a safe pick. Um, the the fact that 
that he was was still around there actually kind of surprises me because um, we took him at what forty eighth pick I think it was I think it was forty eighth pick um, uh, something like that I think I think that's when our yeah because we were sixteen again so thirty two and yeah, yeah. Um, so I I think it's a great pick um, he's he's played um, in in the queue he's played two full seasons with uh, with Moncton he's looked really sharp. Um, you know, he gets an appropriate amount of uh, penalties, so I mean, he's got grit. I'm sure uh, you know they'll they'll teach him how to potentially stay out of the box, but you know, as as we know, the Flames like to hang out there in, in bunches. Um, no, I, I I'm I'm actually excited about this one. Um, I at first when I when they first said it, I was like ah, a, a D man so early, but it is second round, so I I don't I I'm. I don't have any issues with that pick at all. Um, I'll be I'll be dead honest. I I didn't care about a D man with our second pick. I was just really happy that we didn't take Sandine Pelica and whoever else was available in the first round because I don't think that. I mean, I think I think Sandine Pelica will be a fine player, but I just think that there was like six or seven forwards. That with that, that including Hanzek, that were you know better to pick, and at this point we just need the best player available. Um, getting back to more end, what's that? Do you know where he ended up going? Uh, Sandy Pelica. Yeah. Uh, I think the pick after either one or two picks after us, Detroit, in the second. No, no, in the first. Was he in the first? Yeah, I believe it was Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Because I remember them talking about, oh, puck moving Swedish defenseman to Detroit. Because yeah. they've never had like 17 million of those before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he could turn out to be way better than I think, but I think he's got a similar upside as Moran, to be honest. And, and you know, we picked up Moran like 30 picks later. So um one thing so high scoring defensemen in the in juniors is a dime a dozen. They're fucking everywhere. Right? Yeah. Um the thing that stands out with me is like I'm let me read it. Moran is a very physical defenseman. Uh, throwing hits all game. He's a skilled shooter off the point with a bit of act, um, a bit of activation. He has creative breakout ideas, um, using a double cut to escape pressure. Um, and the one thing that really gets me about him is that there's been a. It wasn't this one, but I've read a few different uh, draft cards and stuff that have told me he's he doesn't sacrifice defense for offense, which at that age is very rare. And it's Mm -hmm. especially very rare for somebody who can get 72 points in, in 67 games at that age. So that that's impressive. Yeah. And I was going to say as well, I mean, last year getting 21 goals. So, I mean, he's, he's got a shot. Absolutely. He's not afraid to use it. Right. Yeah. 
and he uh, where's his playoff stats? He was over a point a game in the playoffs last year too. Um, 12, 12 games and seventeen points. Yeah, like that's that's great. That's and really good. I was reading somewhere. Obviously, I don't I don't watch a whole bunch of uh, you know Moncton Wildcat games. I I don't have the time. Um, he played with Pelche apparently. Apparently, Pelche is like a Moncton Wildcats uh, legend, but uh, legend even. Wow, what's that? Legend even. That's impressive. Well, that like that's what Moran was saying at the draft when he got drafted and went and talked to Pat and everyone. He was like, "Oh, no, we all talk about Pelche and we all you know watched his first few games and all that type of stuff," but. Uh, he yeah he's just impressive i'm i'm excited for this guy like i'm excited for hansek but i'm more excited for this guy i'll be dead honest and maybe it's because of our lack of defensive depth or because we drafted him so late um i'm i'm just really excited for this guy it's not very often you get excited about a defenseman so that's interesting i like it well i get excited about defensemen just usually not like you know second round defensemen for at least a couple years <laughs> right yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghotline at ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY. That's 467 369. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required. Max bet $50. $10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. 
terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Uh, moving on with the third round pick that we got in the Toffoli trade, which was actually our pick originally. Uh, we right. we picked up uh, Suniev, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say his name properly. I think yeah. it's Suniev. It's a- Suniev. Yeah, 8R Suniev. Yeah. So he that. is not at development camp because he doesn't have a visa, I believe. That's right. Which doesn't make any sense because he was playing for Penticton, I think. Yeah. But I guess that's not work. Interesting. That's just a high school team, isn't it? Is that what it is? I think so. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know too much about them. Like the the rest of these guys, I don't know too much about. We'll, We'll do a quick little thing. Have you done a lot of research on them or any at all? Um, not on the bottom three for sure. Um, the, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do a ton on, on these guys. I, it's so rare that they work rounders, fourth rounders, even, even make the, the main club. So, I mean, he, he won't even make, uh, the AHL for what, three years, probably two years for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Um, which is fine. I mean, that's. Yeah. You need you need players in in uh, every league. So exactly. Um, no, I've heard he's got a good shot, but most kids do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, he's another you know, big six, guy, six one, six two. Um, you know, I uh, that that was my biggest takeaway. I was just super ecstatic that that Craig went ahead and drafted size. I was just that's been one thing that's bothered me for years of how how little we've we've drafted in in like five years. And big skill as well, right? Not just yeah. big, but big skill. Well, we yeah. got big in the seventh round, big not skill in the seventh round, right. which is whatever. Um and then the next one was Lipinski, who uh played with Hanzek last year in um In juniors, which yeah, is good. For Vancouver Giants, yeah. Yeah, for Vancouver, yeah. yeah. Um, I just spaced on that for some stupid reason. But uh, you know, having another another guy who, you know, knows knows our first round pick, you know, that never hurts. Probably won't play together for a little while, a couple years or whatever. Um yeah. and then we started reaching a little bit in the sixth and seventh round, but like whatever. Who cares? We got a big goalie with probably the best name in the history of names. Uh right. Igor Igorov. Um just a big, big goalie that's, who uh, that's very Russian. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Russian. Yeah. And uh Axel Hertig, who's just a big defenseman. Um don't really expect either of these guys to become uh NHLers at all or anytime soon at least would be nice. It's always nice to get the occasional Dustin Wolf or whatever, but 
it's right. very rare that you know your fifth, sixth, seventh, fourth rounders even make the NHL. So yeah, uh, Hurtig has spent the last two seasons uh, in the Swedish Junior League. Um, nothing jumps off the page for points, right? He's played with 30, 40, 50 games over the last two seasons with 10 points. Yeah. So you know, do you listen fine. to um you listen to um nine sixty sometimes, eh? Yeah, you know what? I I haven't listened to it as much as I used to. Um the new format, the new guys, I'm just not super they're just not super engaging for me. So yeah. I don't listen to them as much as I used to. Yeah. Well, I, I was I, listening. I pop back and forth. Yeah, I was listening to the to the second day of the draft on it just because I was doing chores and shit, and I had had it in my ears. Um, and Pat had a guy from EP Ringside or something like that. You know, one of the drafting projection companies. Um on with him during the seventh round when we picked up Hertig and the guy like jumped out of his chair. He's like, I didn't think this guy, I didn't think this guy was on anybody's list, but I'm like really pumped that the flames picked him because I've been watching him and I'm really excited for this. And I was like, Justin, well, that's good to know, but apparently he's just a big hulking physical force who gets in the way. So yeah, like six, six, four already 200 pounds. Is he 17? Is he 18, 17? Yeah, he's yeah. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Born so. June 10th, uh, 05. Yeah. So That's... fresh 18. Yeah. So That's there's awesome. our draft. I don't think, you know, besides the first two two rounds, you know, which is usually how a draft goes. You know, first two rounds yeah. you get you can get pretty excited for, and the rest of them you're just kind of like. But I think Connery did good drafting ceiling and not floor because I think we've drafted a lot of drafted for floor instead of ceiling a lot. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I am um, given his first first draft that he's been at the helm. I uh, I don't have really any problem with what what they accomplished in uh, Nashville last week. Do you want to talk was, about the Toffoli trade? Do you think it was good? Do you think do you think he did all right there? You know what? When it first happened, I I wasn't super happy by it. Um yeah. but after uh doing a bit of you know breathing um and doing logical thinking, it I th- I think it was great, personally. I, I would prefer that to have been a second round pick, but I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Um, and seeing know, he, what he, other forwards of Toffoli's ilk were going for around that time, mm-hmm. and even other forwards, you know, slightly less of Toffoli's ilk were going for free. Like the fact that we got somebody back who's an mm-hmm. NHL player who has scored over 20 goals in his three year career before. And is six years younger than Toffoli, plus a third round draft pick is, and you know, signed for another couple years at at way less than Toffoli's going to be is the main thing. So yeah, that was that was actually what I was going to bring up. 
um, that I, I I wasn't super impressed with the contract. Um, you know, because he'll he'll be a UFA at the end of it, so we got a two year at three point one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was I I was hoping Craig was going to get it done for maybe three years or four years at two point five. By at but... least a little bit of UFA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, I'm not I'm not going to be upset about it. It gives us two years to see what he's got, and then we go from there. It you know, he's felt he's that contract felt like an afterthought because of all of the shit that's on the front burner. It felt yeah. like we'll get this guy, we'll get him signed to, you know, a couple years, kick it down the road type of thing, um, mm-hmm. because of the Lindholm, Backlund, Hannafin, Zadorov, all of this shit that's going on, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And when, um. When I was on that hockey podcast um, draft, it was it was it was pretty apparent. Um, there's quickly uh, uh, talking with with the Devils um, podcast there, um, and mm. and he was he was really high on on on, on the player. Yeah, I and have so been I was... for a couple of years too. Like I because I pay attention to the league, right? It's like. Mm-hmm. I I know he had a down year, but he produced playing with Jack Hughes. You know what I mean? The one year that he produced, he was playing with Jack Hughes, and he did score a bunch of goals, which means he can play with high-skilled players. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is good because, you know, we have – and I think he's right-handed, isn't he? Yeah. So – Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was – Either way, either way, we've got a, a young guy who could maybe fit with uh, Huberto or could fit with even with like a Pelche and Dubé kind of a line or, or whatever. And, you know, he can play center. He can play both wings. He's has upside. I think I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised by him because I have watched him. He's got a wicked wrist shot. You know. And you said that the a, guy from the Devil State of Mind podcast was pretty, pretty was, up on him. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty pumped on the player himself. He said, "He's like, you're, you're gonna like him as a player." Yeah. Um, and 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 I, I think we, I honestly think we will too. Was that you know, uh, we got, Neil you were talking to? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard I've listened to the podcast a couple times. He's uh he's quite the character. It sounds like. I've never talked to him, but he was all dressed up for the for the show. He was wearing a suit jacket and everything. It was amazing. Nice. Um. Oh, uh, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, we got um, prospect camp happening. I, th- I believe it starts tomorrow. Uh, all the players are in town. Jeremy Poirier, I guess, has been playing through a lower body injury for two years according to uh ray edwards who's uh claims training staff so they finally got their hands on him and they fixed whatever the problem is so now he's just hanging out with the group and healing from what i gather well hopefully uh hopefully it's it's over for him now for the suffering two years to i mean that's that's like monahan territory for crying out loud it it is, but he actually produced. 
fair point. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like a- 19 or 20 or whatever. So you could throw those people at a, at a cement wall and they'd bounce off and be fine in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's uh I, I think I think you know the the bit of time off hopefully will will do him well for the for the healing, and I think he'll pick up right where he he left off, but slightly better. I hope good. so, slightly better defensively. Let's hope. Right. I mean, that's a pretty key part of part of uh, the his game, defense, isn't it? Yeah. Defense position. Yeah. Maybe Michael Stone will get his hands on him and teach him. I sure it. hope so. Take slap yeah, shots Stone, from the point and <laughs> Stone Stone's gotta grab a couple of guys and just be like, hey, fuck, listen to me. All right. You know, it's great. Start with Shillington and work your way down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start at yeah, start at the top. Yeah. You know, between him and Zadaroff and a couple of Bambies on on ice, when when they get going, they look awkward as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> um that's okay. Yeah. You got anything else or uh, make it a quick show? Yeah, make it a quick show. I think uh, quick recap. I did want to have a quick chat about uh, Stone, which we covered. Um, Yeah, it's been uh, not as productive as one would have thought our offseason would have been at this point. Um, not necessarily that, that we're not signing players or or anything like that. I'm just very surprised in the lack of trading of players mm-hmm. and or or you know contract extensions, whatever. Right? I just I I just really hope that Craig's keeping that asset management concept in the in the back of his brain at all times because if if we lose any more players to next to nothing or nothing, I'm gonna start losing my shit yeah i'm i'm let's get a prediction from you like do you think specifically with hannafin lindholm backland what do you think is going to happen like i know that you want them to be either either traded like either traded or or extended before the season starts Preferably um, sooner, but what do you predict to actually happen? I think uh, Hannafin. I think Hannafin will be traded before the season starts. Um, because not for anything in particular. I just think um, that would be the time to get him to another team, and and I'm hoping that we're only going for futures. Uh, futures, right? I want Me draft too. picks and and prospects, and nothing more. Um, when it comes to Lindholm, you know, the the more I think about it, the more I I kind of want them to just trade him. Um, I don't want to have another eight year, nine million dollar contract on our hands where, you know, we've got four players coming off massive contracts at the same time, and you know, well past the prime. Um, I love Lindholm as a player, but and and obviously I I'm well aware that he's he's given us that huge discount for so many years. He deserves a lot more money. He does, but I just it's the term that freaks me out. Um, it wouldn't freak me out so much if it wasn't for 
Kadri. You know, the Kadri and the, you know, the Huberdo and the Uyghur all, you know, well, Kadri being a seven year, but the other two uh, kicking in on eight now. Yeah. That's that terrifies me, right? And I, I honestly think that he would be a brilliant player to trade at the deadline for a team that's looking for a push um, for, you know, whatever they need to uh, make it to the, you know, the, the final four, we'll say, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a good guy for that. What Do you think that's what's going to happen? Do you think they're going to go into the season with him unsigned? Do. Or do you think they're going to trade him? Or do you think they're going to sign him? Or what? I think. I think they're going to not have a contract done by the start of season with uh, with Lindy. And I believe what will end up happening so we, we can get a massive return for it is that he'll sign an extension to a team. Or sign an extension and we'll do a trade. It's interesting the, how that's been happening. It's it's happening more and more, right? I mean, which is good. Teams want that that stability and and to know that the player is going to be around, right? You you don't want to be giving up all your assets for you know a couple of months for a player. Right. At least I I know I I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, you know unless unless it's a sure thing, you're you're raising Lord Stanley or at least playing in that final. Yeah. I I I wouldn't be putting up that much, that many futures, right? Especially if that player is instrumental in you getting there. Yeah. You know, what do you do for the next season, right? And what about Backlund? Um, I think he's going to sign a four-year deal and get to see. Do you think it's going to be um, cheap? I don't think it's going to be more than he's making now. Less? A little bit less or the same? A little bit less. Um, like like four seven five or something. Yeah, four five four seven five. Hmm. See, I'm, I'm a little bit close there. I guess I I don't think back. I think Backland is not going to. Um. Like he's he's just gonna be the guy who goes in to next season un unextended. That's my my prediction. Um, yeah, Hannafin is going to get well. traded, and I I fucking hope so because I don't see him getting any less than Dmitry Orlov, and that's terrifying to me. Um, it's not worth that. Yeah, that that deal was fucking stupid. Um, yeah. even though it's only two years. Um, but I don't see Hannafin getting any less than seven seven five, and I don't see him as a anything more than a six two five. Um, maybe six five. Um, well, exactly, and and I mean, just given our cap situation, um, it's it's time to move on from some of these. Yeah. It really is. I and, I do think Lindholm's going to sign though. I I'm on the fence on if I want it because I don't know what the direction of the team is going to be. Yeah. Uh but well, I that's, do that's think that problem, he will, right? Because. Even even given the draft and and what's happened since the draft, nobody knows what the direction of the team is, right? No, you know we're not selling assets for picks. We're not signing free agencies. We're, we're free Which agent is good. players. We're just oh yeah, absolutely. Like but like there seems to be no nothing you know, is no, happening. Yeah, nothing is happening, right? Like 
Like we're just kind of sitting here twiddling, twiddling our thumbs, going, waiting for. Are, are, we, are we going to have a team next year? Like, are, are we going to have twenty three players to ice a roster? Are we going to be right now? We don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. What are we sitting at right now? Twenty now. Yeah, I eight, think so. Nineteen or twenty. Um, I think we which have twenty one. We have twenty one now, which means that we're like two million over the cap. Yeah, and, and so, we still need a couple of players. So yeah, we need to trade Hannafin, and we need to get a good, you know, a, a good return for him. We need to get at least a first yeah. and and a prospect, if not That's a right. first, a prospect and and an another prospect or another like third or something like that. Yeah, if if we're not picking two or three times in the first round next year, I'm going to be angry. Yeah, you know, between between the assets that we're that we're thinking about trading off to other teams, like we yep. we need return for these guys. I agree. Um. Well, with that, I think we should probably call it. Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. Um, no, if yeah, it, let us know what you think of our of our picks that that Craig made. What are your what are your thoughts on the on the three pending contracts that we have uh, coming up in in Hannafin, Backland, and Lindholm? Um, what direction do you want the team to go in? Right. I want I want to full on blow it up and let's go. Let's I do too. I just can't see it happening. As much no, as I didn't. want it to happen, it just doesn't make sense with the contract structure we have we'd have to give away four first round picks just to get rid of the fucking contracts we have yeah we'll do another monahan situation just giving away draft picks so we can sign players like Kadri. Yeah. fuck you brad well you, brad i guess um make sure to check out the hockey podcast network Check us out on Twitter. Chris started us a Twitter. So, um, yeah. what's the handle? Armchair GM10. Yep. Check us out on Facebook, Spotify, all that type of good stuff. And uh, yeah. talk to you in a couple weeks. Hopefully, something has happened by then. We'll, we'll have some news one way or the other. That's for show. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Till next time. Cheers.